Janine, last name redacted. All right. We do have uh, your consent to re- make an audio recording, correct? You you do have my consent, but you can't use my image. Ooh, yeah, I've already got a lot of problems. I've heard it up for this episode. Is, is last name redacted Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something you got to put together at Ikea, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tip your waitress. That's the sound of everyone shutting our podcast. <laughs> All right, no, they, they, they're going to miss out then because we're doing the movie It Follows. And uh, we're going to be giving away the fucking end of this movie. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I love it. your standard disclaimer. Well, it's, I would hate to, like, for someone to think it's just, like, a review of the movie. Yeah. It's, like, it's full of spoilers. Yeah. Like, like what's going to happen? We don't know. <laughs> I hate when they, they do that. On an audio commentary, sometimes like I'm like yes. on a DVD, they're like, "Okay, oh, well, yes, I don't want to see what happens." Like, dude, you've seen the fucking movie. I wouldn't be listening to you talk I'm about never, it. Like, First I'm time like, ever. I want, I want to hear what the director has to say yeah. as it's happening. <laughs> I'll miss key points of dialogue, but <laughs> at least I'll know what the director's intention was. Or in Dan's case, when um, the. Purple Rain, like special edition. It was DVD so disappointing. It's <laughs> like I cannot wait to listen to this audio commentary. <laughs> they were, they were nowhere near as excited as I was to be watching Purple Rain. They were just like, okay, so we shot this scene here. And like, it was like they were like God. talking about the lighting and stuff. It was just he's like he was they, just watching a movie, shaking his head. Yeah, then they weren't talking about like like they didn't even like gasp when. He, like, does that trick where he, like, flips the microphone around, you know? Like, they were just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. This scene was really fun to shoot. It was like, you guys, like, they didn't, didn't, like, nothing. Have to release the uh, Dan O'Dwyer commentary version. We should, yes, we should. I would love that. I feel like you would want to do that with Brian Houston and not me. And uh, Jason Shamara, too. Shouts out. Shouts out. Friends of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts out. So, um, Movie It Follows, made by Dimension Films. I remember the first time I saw the logo for Dimension Films, was I saw Eraser on tape. The Schwarzenegger film. Oh, yeah. 97. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> good commentary <laughs> right there. Yeah, background on Yeah. So, anyway. Your um, relationship to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> do you have a... Favorite Dimension well, film memory? No, the interesting thing about Dimension's film is they actually bought this movie. It was a different sort of concept, a little more raw and like un, unrated because um, it's actually a sex education film that my mom produced. <laughs> and then she tried to sell it to the Catholic Church and they said it was too far and dangerously irresponsible <laughs> so, so it didn't work out like she wanted it to oh I almost said your last name so I, I, I really thought myself Jenny, did you star in this film? did you take part in it in any way? so the movie begins with a girl running out of a house um, it's fall 
There's no palm trees like in Halloween. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy that the opening scene. I mean, it looks so clearly like he's so influenced by Halloween in particular, but like John Carpenter's style. Yeah. Um, you get the synth music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, John Carpenter said, like, his favorite shot in Halloween was when it's like just down the street and it says Haddonfield, Illinois, you know, and like it's it, the. The leaves are falling. It's like a very nice, like, uh, scenic sort of shot, and it's like very, like the very opening of this movie is like super reminiscent of that. So like right away, you can see that influence. Uh, yeah, the girl like says bye to her dad. She heads to the beach. She calls her parents. She's like, oh, I love you guys so much. And then we see her um, the next morning. And something's happened. We'll <laughs> <laughs> <don't> leave that out. <laughs> Her leg is bent completely the other way. Swimming at the knee. At the knee. Which is yeah. horrifying. Some crabs are enjoying her as a tasty, <laughs> tasty snack. It's like that Bears game when the Titans oh caught that pass and it was on a touchdown and they just kept showing it. Yeah. So they're like, okay, does he hold on to the ball? Let's see the replay. <laughs> and then his, they're like, he's like looking at his hands, but his knees bend in the complete wrong direction. Oh. Shot. If your knee got bent in the wrong direction, whatever the play was, you made the play. Yeah. Like, dude, that should be a rule, you know? Touchdown, automatic touchdown. Yeah. It's one of several times you go to the beach in the movie. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of water in this movie. A lot of beach, a lot of swimming. Yeah. Um, then we got back to the... We're back in the suburbs. I like that you see some chalk drawings on the sidewalk. Oh, right. I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, what just were they like, drawing? Just like hopscotch and stuff. Mm. You know, the kind of the usual fare. But yeah. like, I thought it was a kind of a nice touch. Made it feel more lived in. Yeah. It was a very real neighborhood. Yes, it was. Like, you For know, sure. you saw the nice houses. You saw, like, the people who take care of their houses. The people that don't... They didn't, like... Right. They just like walked into a neighborhood and yeah, very lived in, yeah. Yeah, and then I like to the um, we were introduced to the main character Jay, and she's swimming in a temporary like above ground pool. Like it, it also needs to be vacuumed; it should be. <laughs> but like yeah. it, it kind of sets up right away that like I do like that this movie's not about usually sort of horror movies. A lot of times it's sort of upper middle class yes. like kids, like yeah, you know, like they, they scream like they're just. You know, these, like, attractive people who are going to go to some college and then they're going to become lawyers or whatever. Like, They're definitely, like, very middle class, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, these are people who had kind of a rough go of it, too. Yeah. Well, these people, they're, like, you know, they're, like, anybody else you'd hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things, and I'll just get into it now, even though they kind of touch on it later in the movie, that struck me, and Janine, I'm sure you relate to this as well. These are people who, like didn't go away to school yeah you know? yeah so they're kind of living in that post-graduation limbo and it's kind of a bummer of a place to be in because you see all these other people go off to school and you're just kind of trudging through working and going to community yeah college. your life has barely changed at all yeah like- Yes. You're in high school 2.0, basically. I really like... That's liked, what it feels like. I like seeing someone kind of zero in on that purgatory. Yeah. Because it's a tough... Like, you enter adulthood more so than other kids who go away to college, I feel like, in a way. You're kind of, like, hit with that reality harder. 
but you also because you got your parents coming down on you. You go away to yeah. college, and it's like you have that freedom. perpetual sleepover it's, situation. Yes. Well, and you don't have the responsibility that I feel like a lot of, even though you're living on your own. Yeah, but you still wake up in the morning as long as you're early enough. You, there's breakfast in the cafeteria yeah. for you. Yeah, you're you're not driving to a job. Probably, if you went away to... Like, the people I knew went away to school, like, for the most part... I did not have a job at first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, they might have a job at some point in college, but generally they're living in the dorms and, like, yeah, have you know, like, not that it's easy, but it's just kind of, like... No, yeah, let's. My let's, mommy couldn't tuck me into bed every night. Let's bash the people who got to go away to college <laughs> right away. All right, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck you, people. No, no, I just feel like it's kind of like um. It's an interesting thing in life that, like, it's a kind of a thing that happens and it's not really covered very much in anything. No, that was a... It was a significant time in my life because well, it was a big, it was a big I was going to bring it up later yeah. too because she's like clearly in like community college and yeah. it's like other than the show community. Your social skills aren't exactly streets ahead. It's something that like nobody touches on. And yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's just like a boring. It's like most people who go to college go to some community college. Like they don't always graduate or yeah. anything, but like. If you've had some college experience, it's it's over half. I, 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 I didn't look at statistics or anything, but, like, it's, the, it's, it's, it's over 21 half. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's cool. It's cool because it's, it's it's like, you you especially, like, people in our generation, I think, can really relate to that because college was such a pressure to yes. go to, and it was sold to us in such a specific way, and you mm. wanted to graduate high school with saying, I'm going here. Yeah. And when really, honestly, yeah, community like a, college is really the most fiscally responsible choice. And it doesn't really matter that much where you go, so why not save money for a couple years? You know, like, is what we found. Like, depending mm. on your, the, yeah, the, the clout from your school isn't that important, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, certainly there's, certain, like, especially, like, scientific fields and stuff like that. Like, that makes more of a difference. But, like... But it felt like when you said I was going, yeah, when people were asking, what are you doing next year? You had to deliver, I'm going to community college, like, with an apology or an explanation, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and then you got to watch all these other, your peers go off and, like, do cool things at school while you, like, drove to your shitty receptionist job (laughs) before you took night classes, you know? There were parties all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, it feels like... On the one hand, it feels like you're missing out on something, and on the other hand, it's like you get kind of a preview of some realities of being an adult a little earlier than mm-hmm. other people. So it's it's just an interesting. Lens. Yeah, but in college, you could drink on a Tuesday night. Well, you know, of all places to see that reality pictured in a film, I wouldn't imagine it would be in a horror movie. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, like kind of like Dan was saying, like, you you see like it's you know, like rich kids or like kind of more heightened reality this is as mundane over like i go to community college my sister works at the tasty delight like you know like but like how too it was just like it wasn't like a central integral part of the story but it was just like another very rich reality and it definitely fed into the the things i like the scene right there too she's swimming in the pool and she seems pretty carefree She's got that thing where she finds an ant on her arm, so then she just submerges her arm. And yeah. It's like, die, ant. And the, there's some boys, neighborhood boys, staring at her. Peeping on her. Peeping on the... 
Yeah, I, I totally got caught doing that when I was like 10 or 11. <laughs> Did <time>. you? <laughs> yeah, there was in my buddy's apartment complex this girl, you know, this a teenager. We, we were younger, so, you know, state that clearly. Yeah, she's like 16 or something. And, you know, we're, like, 12. And so, like, she's sunning her... Like, she's so just... You're, like, jackpot. Yeah, she's now. sunbathing, like, in her... In a bikini, like, on, like, the lawn. So, like, we climbed up... We, like, we went up to, like, the second floor to, like, look out the window and get a good view. Then she saw us and gave us the finger. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, mortifying. I noticed that throughout the movie that there's a lot of shots of her looking down at her hands. Like, that's... Did you guys notice that? That comes up over and over again. I did not. Um, yeah, like, in the pool, um, later in the car when she's touching the weed, um, like, there's just a ton of, like, probably (laughs) five times in the movie that she's, like, looking down on her hands, like, touching something, or, like, it's usually, like, water or vegetation, like, it's something like that, but I don't have anything to comment on as far as what that symbolizes, it's just a... (laughs) Just something I noticed, but... I noticed something like that, too. Yeah. She blinked a lot. Oh, okay. Not more than normal, (laughs) but... Like, not less than normal. Not less than... Yeah. She blinked an average amount. Do you know? Hard-hitting stuff on the radio. I did notice that she was breathing (laughs) in the movie. Not too much, but... Like, just the right amount to keep her alive. Unless she was running or something, in which case she would be breathing harder. Yeah. And when she was sleeping, it was shallower. <laughs> it stands to reason, yeah. <laughs> Very realistic. Another <laughs> another really important integral reality. Yes. The breathing. Yeah. We're introduced to sort of the rest of the gang. <laughs> it's uh, Paul, you know, her sister. Kelly. And Kelly. And, and Yara. And Yara. Who's, who, who grunts when she farts when she delivers <laughs> that killer fart joke. <laughs> and she's looking at a clamshell e-reader, which is like a... It's like one of the strangest props for like... Because yeah. like, they're kind of trying to do a thing in the movie where it's like, kind of what year is it? Then there's this weird thing that never existed. Yeah. Like, is it like an alternate reality? I, I think... Oh, go ahead. It kind of helps make it timeless in... Like a longer period yeah. of time in the future, yeah. as opposed to like dating it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. ambiguous, yes, but you know it's not. It couldn't have occurred before. Yeah, but they they've got tube TVs, and no one really uses a cell phone. You know, right. yeah, no, there's a cell phone. Well, yeah, but but people yeah. don't really use them. Yeah, especially like they do now. I I read that it was to try to make it feel more like a dream. Yeah, yeah, you'll see things like there'll be um, you know, a like, stainless steel refrigerator, but then. Like, yeah, tube televisions and... Tube televisions. Like all the um, decorative stuff in the house. Landline on the phone. And, yeah, yeah. Well, it also kind of makes you think, like, uh, her father must have died when they were still pretty young. Because yeah. I would imagine that it seems like for them, life sort of stopped. Well, that, I actually... I Did I, I jump too far ahead no, with making I think commentary? I think you're hitting on something there, because... When you think about, like, I've seen people who in their lives, like, had a tragedy happen, and then their households do kind of feel that way. Like, you're Classic Miss Havisham. Miss Havisham? Miss Havisham <laughs> from uh, Great Expectations. Oh, The okay. old lady who sits in her house and is like, I'm in my wedding dress <laughs> for 45 years. 
I've never read Greek books. She's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> um, she sounds awesome. But yeah, I feel like that is something you see with people who've like had that happen in their lives. Yeah, Jay goes up to a room, and it, interestingly enough, on her like where most people would have just photos of them and their their friends, she has pictures of herself in the pool. Like Polaroids of herself in the pool. Didn't notice it she had, either. Yeah, a picture of herself um, in the pool, and then below it, a picture with her dad. Yeah, because even later, it comes up as like a, a plot point with like the pool. Yeah, yeah. that's what like kind of inspires Paul. And like, I kind of think maybe, I mean, the pool has to do with like her psychological state. Like, I think pretty because yeah. in the beginning, she feels kind of carefree and she's having fun. It's still like sexual, at least for those neighbor boys, but. <laughs> And, like, so maybe it kind of, like, the reason it's, not like, like, maybe, like, some people would have, like, a picture of themselves like, a kid on the mirror, but she has a picture of herself in the pool to kind of draw that theme home, you know? Trying to get a little more cerebral than I always... <laughs> no, yeah. Astute, astute uh, hmm. observation. Um, yeah, when they go, uh, do you want to talk about when they go to the movies? Yeah. Uh, like that awesome movie theater. Yeah, that's, like, the Tivoli in Daughter's Girl. Yeah. They had that crazy um, semicircle organ. Yeah. It's really cool. And, well, they play, when they're waiting in line, she's like, we should play the trading game. Like, you know, it's like, if you could switch, like, she's on a date with a guy, and she's like, if you could switch places with anybody, like, uh, you know, you have to pick someone here and I have to guess who you'd switch places with, you know? And um, it's really interesting, too, because the guy picks, like, the little kid, because he's like, oh, you got yeah. your whole life ahead of you. We find out very quickly this guy's got a monster after him. Yeah. Well, I love how they kind of uh, already start bringing in the theme and the foreshadowing, but it's in a really passive sort of way. Yeah. There's no sort of... For, for things like that, I mean, it just set up what was about to happen, yeah. but yeah. there wasn't the dramatic music. It's just... They're just talking well, about something so, innocuous I in mean, mind. Yeah, this guy, um, this guy Hugh, um, it's, which is not his real name, we, we come to find out... Like, he, he, he says he wants to be a little kid. It kind of goes back to, like, one, regaining his innocence, you know, in addition to, like, not having a monster chasing him, you know. Yeah. And, but also, it's like, what he's, what's about to happen, you know, he has sex and eat with her and he passes the monster onto her. It, like, it kind of shows sort of, like, the banality of evil. Like, he's, like, not a terrible person, but he's about to do something that's really bad. Yeah. yeah, I think. Well, I'll get into it actually when we get to the part that uh, what childhood has to do with this movie. But and c- kind of a pun to the movie they're seeing is uh, the charade. Oh, <laughs> so they have to leave the movie theater. Seamless <laughs> <laughs> transition. Thing. You know, that dude, we... they usually come out pretty good. Yeah, like maybe you <laughs> pointing it out that we had to stop recording for a minute. Well, it's. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, yes. always doing this to me, man. <laughs> no, I just I wanted to. Well, let's talk about why they had to leave. Well, because he because they're playing that game we talked about where they like trading places. Yeah, not, but not with Eddie Murphy. I like that she said of the little boy, he's probably taking a shit right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really funny line. And then, oh, that kid's way too old to be shit. Yeah, had to point that out. Like they should, should probably be punished. <laughs> 35. <laughs> for those who haven't seen the movie, a little joke for people who have. The kid is not 35. It's played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> Man, that would, like, this is, like, one of the best horror movies. Like, certainly in the modern age, but, you know, 
Maybe ever. Adding and a little Danny DeVito. Yeah, that hurt. would be <laughs> taking it really to the next level. Yeah, I can't think of a movie that wouldn't be improved with more Danny DeVito. Even movies he's in, it's like, does he <laughs> ever play like two parts? Like, anywhere? Right, like, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. like Why did the comedian that we really want to see in multiple roles ever step up? <laughs> Ugly ass Danny DeVito. <laughs> Uh, so, Put him in a fat suit so he looks even fatter. <laughs> Give him stilts so he looks tall. Oh, that would be weird. Be good, dude. These are movies we want to see. Yeah. Listen up, Hollywood. This is one of the so, things, this is one of the moments in the movie that, like, for me, like, it it's inter- it's drawing you in the first time you see it, but like on another viewing, it's so compelling and like. You know, well, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Like, there isn't really a plot twist to this movie. I, or, or, I guess there is for this scene, but it happens. There's you know, a reveal. A reveal, yeah. like ten minutes into the yeah. movie or something. But it's like it it's, makes these scenes so different. Once you yeah. know, kind of what's going down. Yeah, that the thing is coming for him. You know. Um, yeah, because he's there's... like, oh, you'd switch places with that girl in the yellow dress. She's like, what girl in the yellow dress? He's like, oh. You know, clearly he tried to hide, like, his panic that, you know, the monster is there to get him. And yeah. He's like, ah, you might have to get out of here. I just, I just, you know, can't figure out these people, you know? Yeah. I mean, do you think that, like, he had passed it on and it came back to him? Or do you think it had already been there and it just caught up with him? Like, what, what's your sense? Well, spoiler, later on, he does say what happens. That it was... He's. She's the first person. She's the first one he passed it to. Yeah, yeah. because okay. it's. He it says that it's harder to pass it as a guy than it is a girl. Like a girl, you could just like walk up to anybody. Whereas a guy, he, he had to put in the work and get to know her before she was gonna yeah. let him. Yeah. Boinker. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was wondering, like, had he passed it to the girl who dies at the beginning, like, at some point? Yeah, I don't know. know. Well, it seems like he thinks he understands well, he knows, the rules, yeah, but I think... Yeah, he knows that it'll come back to him if they die. But so it, Unless it, that someone... And he didn't even know who gave it to him, so he put it together without having it explained to him. If he wasn't lying about that. Yeah, because that... He does... Yeah, because... So, yeah, to fast forward a little bit, because... So they go... They get some food, then they go to the beach. They're smooching at the beach, again at the beach. It's a different date, yeah. Yeah, it's a different yeah. date. Uh, but, but he, um... Yeah, then they decide to boink, you know? Yeah, yeah, we pass it up. This is all. And he, he gives her a little bit of little bit of chloroform, you know? <laughs> the monster is sexually transmitted. Yeah. Yeah, and it follows you until it kills you, and then it goes back to the person who had sex with you. And so... So the general rule understanding is, but it seems like either once it's hit her... Some of those rules change or aren't hard and fast. What do you mean? Um, well, because he says to her that he's still seeing it, and he thinks he thought if he passed on to her, no, it's she. Th- he thinks that it would have stopped. But I he think, still sees it. I think he his point is that if she he knows that anyone who dies who has it, it's going to go back until it gets back to the person who passed it initially. So he says as much later. Yeah, yeah, so he's still seeing it. Part of his concern is that he shouldn't be near her like later because if if it gets her, then it's going to get him right after. Is the like his yeah. concern? I guess he's very panicked about. Why not just be brave and be like, yeah, get to me. 
Yeah, and then stop the... the yeah, <laughs> or, you know... But clearly... Buy some really nice scotch, have, you know, wash down some morphine with scotch, and yeah. take a nap in the garage with the car running. Yeah. But it doesn't... Maybe that would... End it, you know. Yeah. No, well, we're just going whoever got him. Got but him we don't know that the girl who was running, if she wasn't, if she was the last person to have it, I guess they don't really explain where in the timeline that happened. No, they could have happened I'm, at any point. Yeah, it could have happened at any point. Although like, I, my assumption was always that he had passed it on to her at some point, and that she and that she died, and so it was back at him. Yeah, it could be. That was my could guess: be. is that she, that Jay was, was not his that, first person yeah. that he passed hmm. it to. One of the things I wanted to talk about with them, um, their little sexy car hookup, was um, Jay has like a little monologue after where she's like um, hanging out and playing with the weed that's coming out of the cracks. And she's talking about, I don't know if I made any notes about it. Uh, like she she went on this like whole long thing about how she used to dream when she was a kid about being older. You go on dates and like go on car trips with your friends and like how you'd be so free. And then she kind of says at the end of the whole thing like now that we're older, where the hell do you go? And then she gets chloroformed right when she makes this thing. And I think that's what this whole movie's about. And I think you and I disagree on this. I don't know where you stand on this, Janine, but. For me, the juxtaposition of, like... Because, like, all the scary shit that's happening, it's always, like, an adult theme next to, like, childish stuff. Like, when her and her sister are taking a walk and her sister's smoking, it's, like, there's children playing outside, you know? Like, when they're playing old maid out on the porch, they're, like, drinking, you know? Like, there's a lot of that juxtaposition of, like, childish things versus, like, adult things. And, And I think what I'm getting at is what I think the movie is about, how... You, when you're a kid, all you want is to be older and to live a grown-up life, and then you become a grown-up, and it, like, kind of sucks, and you get, like, the weight of the world on you, and you, like, have to face certain realities that you kind of long for being a kid again, you know, like, in a lot of ways, so... Well, no, I I think that's a really good point, and, like, there's so much of it is, it's about that sort of, that transitional period, like, because they're... They've graduated, you know, they're at community college age, so it's, like, stuff like, I remember, you know, when you used to have to, like, score beer, like, you know, Jim bring, uh, you know, a jewel bag full of beers over to my house that were left over from, like, a party, like, you know, the, the family Christmas party that he saved in his room, and then, like, waiting for my parents to go to bed, and then, you know, drinking, you know, eight Miller Lights or whatever, you know. There's a lot of that feel in the movie, but that's kind of what it's about, even with... But the sex thing, too, which is, like, how this, you know, monster's passed along, it's sexually transmitted, it, like, that's one of the things you, you know, you do kind of, when you're in your mid to late teens and, like, early 20s and stuff, is you start having sex. Yeah. And you start having, and, and that's, more than that. Some like, people. Know, some <laughs> people. You know, not everyone. But, like, also, like, you know, maybe, like, in high school, you know, it kind of goes beyond high school or, like, being a teenager, because it's, like, you go to college, you sex with more than one person you know and stuff or a lot of people do 
you know, you start getting around. Yeah. Like, no, I was just listening. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got nervous because you guys were looking at me. Was like, <laughs> That's but, literally like, the face of listening to what you're saying. No, I know, but like, you, you start thinking, like, oh shit, does this sound racist somehow? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I, it was getting there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it really puts a spotlight on that, like, sort of limbo uh, part of life. You're still a kid. You're not an adult. Yeah, because yeah, they but still you are an adult. live at home. But yeah, but you you're... have sex and you drink. Yeah. And you smoke cigarettes. And it, it's just like, it's also like so much of that stuff, era, like area of your life is like kind of finding out who you are. Yeah. But I think it's it's really, in a lot of movies too, highlighted as being like this super fun time of your life. But it's really a pretty somber you do a lot of growing. You do a lot of changing. I had a lot of fun. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying wrong. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun too. But I think oh, I great. <laughs> no, I I learned the the hardest lessons and changed the better the most in like. I mean, maybe not immediately after high school, but like college and post college yeah, in those sure. couple of years in that mid twenties. Yeah, the, yeah, I think so. Same yeah, year, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's there's a lot of hard lessons right after high school. I think. In particular, and to what you were talking about too, sex is one of those things too, where like, you know, for some people, like, you, you do it. You, it's like something like I don't know, but like I personally built up like I was you know perving on that like you know girl and stuff. I was talking about earlier when I was like younger, and then you do it and it's you know it's fun and everything. But, like, <laughs> you know, but like sometimes there's like a lot of more to it than just like. Yeah, you know, the accomplishment the, isn't all there is. Yeah. Right, then it's like, okay, well, there's a lot more to this, you know, like... Yeah, there's a means that needs to justify that end. Yeah, well, like, for, like in Dan's case, there was this um, blow-up doll that needed to be inflated. <laughs> so there was a lot of maintenance. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> you like the wife on an 80s sitcom? Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so she she comes home and her friends are singing, drinking on the porch. Oh, can we talk about the yeah. the thing coming at them? The first yeah, time yeah, yeah. When he explains to her, we didn't get into it. Bit of economic storytelling too. How it's like like villain explanation. No, yeah. it, it, but he's yeah. like, I have to tell you this so you stay alive. So yeah. it's like just so that I don't die. Like it does like a really good job of his self preservation instincts are on point. Like, yeah, like, creating a lot of exposition into a scene that like and it doesn't feel forced. Like but she know. wakes up. Well, and also too, it helps you as the viewer understand what's, what's about to happen. Yeah, she wakes up and it, explaining without it seeming excessive or patronizing. Because initially we're watching. First of all, you don't expect someone to get chloroformed after the act has happened. Now, when she wakes up in that parking garage and she's tied to a wheelchair, it yeah. is. It is skivvies, yeah. yeah. It is so upsetting the first time you see it. You know, like. Um, and all I could think of was all the germs and tetanus <laughs> and that horrible, uh, no clothes in between her. Yeah, um, yeah, where did he find that wheelchair, by the way? Yeah. He must have brought it. Well, obviously. Because he wanted to have her, he like, to wheel her away. But, like. That whole sequence is really scary. Yeah. The person approaching them and just, like, the the um, setting of that abandoned parking garage and, like, when he has to, like, run her away from it and stuff. Because you can't really tell that it's just, like, this naked, barefoot person when you see them first on the track. Yeah. It's just, like, 
Yeah, oh, is that a person? What? Like, what is that person doing? Yeah, and then it's it's naked person. Which yeah. <laughs> Ten times scarier. Yeah. Explains... We don't, we're not comfortable with nakedness. <laughs> he explains, too, like, sometimes he's like, yeah, sometimes it'll just be, like, someone you know, just to fuck with you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so... She comes back to her friends. Like he just drops her off. Like, like kicks her right out of the car. And it, it feels very much like how, um, like usually like a rape is portrayed. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's the whole thing really is reminiscent of like a date rape. Yeah, yeah. I mean he chloroforms her afterwards, yeah. like he said instead yeah. of beforehand. But it's like yeah, like the like where it takes place and. How it happens. The way he that. acts and every you know his affect everything. You yeah, know? yeah. Afterwards, like, I just did this because I needed this. Right. Yeah. Right. And its motivation's kind of, like, different, but, like, it... Similar. Comes from the same place, sort of. And, I mean, that's some of the other stuff. I mean, the movie is also, like, it's very literally about a sexually transmitted monster. Like, So, like, STDs are part of it, too, kind of. Yeah. But I think that's kind of a shallow interpretation. It has more to do with sort of... Um, the abusiveness and like the callous like way we treat each other, I think, is sort of. I mean, it, it's all there. I think. Yeah. 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 Just to say that it's like, oh, if you're not careful about having sex, yeah. you'll get chased by A creepy monster. people, <laughs> creepy naked people. Yeah. It would almost. I wonder. Like, you know, someone has to have seen this movie and taken like sort of like a very puritanical like. Yeah. Reading of him, like, oh, yeah, it's got a good message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wait until you're married. Uh, like I said, like, like yeah, well, my mom, right. my oh, mom would have some, seen that's that. That's not what she would have produced. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just, it took, okay, I caught up now. I understand your joke. No, that was, yeah, this, <laughs> this I, is exactly her type of movie. I she wish I, she wishes she could have shown this to me when I was, like, three. <laughs> I hope that they institute this in abstinence only. <laughs> seems right up that alley. Oh, we're at Greg's house across the street, and the, he's got, you know, a side chick there who who makes a comment that, like, that family's such a mess. So we get, like, some sense, like, okay, they're, like, some fucked up shit is happening to Because we know our mom is, like, a drunk. Yeah. We established that, and, like, the dad's absent. Like, something happened there. And Yeah, I guess I just kind of assumed that he was dead, but not yeah. necessarily. I don't know. Gone somewhere, for sure. I assumed, like, like a... Suicide or something like because there's photos dark. of him yeah. still up in the house, yeah. so you would think. I think he definitely died, and I think, and obviously he was young. Yeah, wouldn't the ending have been different if the dad showed up and was like, "I'm here to save you from this monster"? <laughs> 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 <That'd have been laughs> dad, I thought you were dead. That no. would have definitely changed the moral of the story. Yeah. Too. Well, but... <laughs> Yeah, so, and then, like, there's the cops investigating, and she's like, no, it was consensual, but he tied me to a wheelchair, and then this, like, naked woman started approaching us, and he was yelling, you know, like, she's like, yes, it's as crazy as it sounds, and then, like, for the cops, too, like, you know, they're like, okay, we looked into it, this Hugh guy, not his real name, you know, and stuff, we find some of that stuff. Which, I mean, Hugh is such a fake-sounding name anyway, just, like, some white dude from, we kid from Michigan, like. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. she should have... People probably thought Marshall was a weird name for some white kid from Detroit, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they probably dun, did. Dun, 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 dun. Now you don't even have to drop in the music. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, it's definitely getting dropped in later. Yeah. I'm specifically referencing Miles, so... Yeah. 
She's at school. She sees someone coming, and she like. And then right here, when that old lady in the she's in a hospital gown, I think. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. She's like walking towards her. She's coming from like the building. Like she's not coming out of a door, you know. Like so, she's coming from like an unnatural space. Mm-hmm. So which comes up later again in the movie. Like there's no reason for her to be like walking from where she was coming, you know. Yeah. So. It's so creepy to have someone zeroed in on you and walking towards you like that. And, like, just to see, like, that she keeps kind of looking out the window. And this scene is, like, Laurie Strode in the classroom in Halloween when she sees Michael looking at her through the window. Yeah. And the teacher's talking about, you know, the lesson that kind of pertains to what's going on. So, um, this old, she keeps looking at the old ladies, like, definitely coming for her. Yeah, and then, um... So she runs out, and then, um, you know, she's talk, talking to, she goes to the Tasty Freeze, made up with her sister, and Paul, yeah. and Paul's like, I should stay over to, like, protect <laughs> you. I like that when they... When Paul she, went from nerd to sexy in point two seconds. And that was his sexy voice. I liked that uh, when he, when they said, like, the sister was like... You should be more worried about waking up to Paul humping your leg. Like he was like, I'm choosing to ignore these insults to my character. Like there were a lot of cute touches with the kids that I thought felt them made them feel very real in their yeah. dialogue and stuff. Yeah, you know? I mean Paul's been friend zoned and <laughs> And there's a big thing now with like there's like sort of a pushback. Like it's like, Oh, you you know, women don't have guys sex. Like, no, they don't. But like, Paul, like just lay your cards on the table. <laughs> And if she doesn't want you, just move on, Well, dude. he does. He does. cards on the table. And things actually work so out for So it turns him. out, yeah. all it takes when it, you want to get out of the friend zone... Is killing a monster. <laughs> <laughs> trying to murder your would-be girlfriend. Yeah. Then... Then she'll have sex with you for the sake of her own safety. <laughs> no, dude. We'll, we'll get into that when yeah. we get there, I guess. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, she stayed over. Um, I found out Paul was her first kiss. Yeah. Which we also found out later happened in the pool. Yeah. I also like that they have um, a TV for a TV stand. There's like an old TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was. Yeah. Like a Henry portrait of a serial killer. Oh, yeah. Also, there's a line here, too, where she's like, yeah, but then your second kiss was my sister. You kissed two sisters. Kind of gross. Try cool. <laughs> Definitely kind of gross would be my response um, as well. Did you see the sisters? <laughs> They're both pretty hot. So. What do you think, Janine? Cool or gross? I'd say gross. <laughs> I'd say kind of like sad. Like, well, you, you said no, so she kind of looks like yourself. <laughs> but they don't look like each other. Well, like he wasn't. Yeah, but they're not really sisters. Right. Like he wasn't going to get caught for that. Like they didn't. Like, discuss that after. Dude, you gotta just go for it, you know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, then he got no sisters. You see how it worked out? I, I do. Yeah. Um, I like that, and in this scene, too, they talked a lot about, like, they were remembering things from when they were little kids, like when they found the porno magazines and stuff, and they were having so much fun, like, reminiscing about that time. Well, it has to do, too, again, with, like, the idea of, like, kind of exploring, like, your sexuality from, like, you know, you think, like, Older people like oh, they just know what they're doing. Like you watch like yeah. a show, like even like friends, they get they're hopping in and out of bed with each other and other people. And it's like tell my mom what I've described. It's just Hollywood Babylon. No, it's like you know you just think that adults know what they're just, doing. And what is that? <laughs> what are you watching? That sex rom show you call friends? 
I mean, well, then Jennifer Anderson, she's a real pervert. <laughs> all right. Well, we all know that I'm like the least pervy person we know. But I just mean, like, you just when you're younger, you think older people know what they're doing, like, especially in regards to sex, you know? It's also like being a parent. Like, you think, like, like oh, my parents know what they're doing. Like, oh, no idea. You're just kind of making it up as you go. Well, I, I don't know if this is even important, but I always, and every time I've watched it, this is one of the few things that's never overtly said, but you get, like, a direct sense of being the case, is, like, she's kind of gone, they were friends when they were little, but yeah. she's kind of, she and her sister are still close, but she's kind of, like, gone off and yeah. done her own thing, I, and matured a little outside of her yeah. Her age group. Well, it seems like she's a little older, too. I mean, she's older yeah. than her sister, yeah. for sure. And yeah. maybe, like, Paul's more like her sister's age. Like, yeah. a year or two younger, which means nothing when you're in your, like, your 20s, when you're, like, a teenager or, like, Yeah. You know, no, I get that sense, too. Yeah, yeah like, they've reconnected yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit um, off on her own compared to them. And then uh, the monster shows up again. But it's in this time. It's a pissing freak with their booby out. <laughs> Dude, that, okay, so I'm gonna get this back in turn. Yes. So, um, they go so to, yeah, the pissing girl. We yeah. saw her. I, I don't ever want to see pee coming out of a person's body. Like that's not something I ever want to see in my life. That is a horrifying sight to see. Too late. You can't <laughs> undo it. Yeah. She's got jacked up teeth, and she's. Peeing all over her tube socks. It's really upsetting. It's also a fun fact for some of our listeners, about half our audience. I learned recently that, like, women, like, pee can, they can push the pee out. It doesn't just fall out of their body. I was yeah, kinda... If the pee fell out, we would constantly have pee in our pants. No, but like, you could just like, uncork it and, like, it, it, like, falls out. Uncork it? Like, like the motion that goes with the shoulder. I was raising my shoulders, everyone. Kind of like I was shrugging, like, hey, what about that? You know? But, like, I was... All women do, like, sit down on the toilet, they shrug their shoulders, and the pee falls out. Oh, my I God, there's a lot of work. But I'm informing our listeners that that's not what happens. It I don't becomes, know if I would want that recording <laughs> that you would like that profound of a misunderstanding. <laughs> well, I'm dumb. And also, guys, there's a, a third hole that the pee comes out of. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that? Sure. <laughs> So, yeah, um, they have a scare with the spook in the house. I, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's for the Alabama listeners. You haven't oh, okay. Haven't got... uh, let's uh, rip on the great state of Alabama. I'm just saying, they don't get a lot of uh, forthright education on the matter. <laughs> they, they don't, but I'm saying this, a lot of this was kind of new to me. And you know, I grew up in fucking some liberal shit. Where they're like, they make you watch your parents have sex at school. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's exaggerated. Oh, you don't remember that? Then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now who's being naive? Get back on track. Oh, it's your parents were divorced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys. This is Sex Education Day. All your parents are here. <laughs> Except you, Elise. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> I'm like, the kids whose parents are divorced are all like, thank God. <laughs> and then, so what was it like for you, Janine? The first time you uh, parents have sex in front of a classroom full of people. 
All right, too far. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they she um has got a skedaddle, you know. Cause there's the monster. You gotta. Yeah, I mean, so this thing. Again. They're all confused. All our friends are yeah. super confused. Yeah, because they can't see it. But we see everything. We see how yeah. the monster appears to her and her perception. She runs up the stairs and um, everybody's <clears throat> like trying to calm her down in the room. And when Yara opens the door and is like, it's just me. Out and of nowhere Dan comes it. <laughs> He looked like him, kind of. This dude's like seven fucking feet tall. I think Dan Biss is tall as well. Is he? I mean, most of his height is in his super long head. <laughs> he can't have a long head. Yeah. He did, like, he's dead now. Yeah, he died. <laughs> he killed himself. J.B. sat on him. <laughs> <laughs> he's skinny, skinny. Joy B. was like, I'm gonna eat you, Dan Biss. <laughs> no, but he said it like this. Oh, Lord, He's fat. The weather wants me to eat you. I'm going to eat you, Dad. I cannot do a good JB voice. Who's JB? JB. JB? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I, I'm an idiot. Probably the future mayor of Illinois. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Why, so you don't have to feel like an idiot? Because I said mayor. Dude, that's a funny name to for the governor. <laughs> no, he's going to be the mayor because he's going to eat ramen. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Galactus. Yeah. He's everything. For the critters, check out a previous episode to hear more about the critters. They eat everything, folks. It's delightful. Okay, let's get back on Ready, PG. Um... She, like, climbs out the window and then rides her bike to the park. And I really like that Greg is, like, hanging out in his car. He's got a new chick over tonight. (laughs) Greg is the kind of guy who he exclusively wears jean jackets and shirts with dragons on. He's been established as the hot guy. Yeah. We, we saw him at the beginning of the movie, like, washing his car and smoking. So right He's got the long, got, greasy yeah, hair. Yeah. Yes. He's washing the station wagon. Yes. <laughs> he he's the, he's the, the guy all the girls want. When, they, when they're still hanging around at home. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else went away. Next big thing that happens is they go to Hugh's house. They're like, she's like, I know where you live. Yeah, they go to, the, the, to their lake house. No, oh, they, they go, go to, to confront Hugh because oh. she finds out who he is. So oh, Greg, well, first they go to the... Hugh. He is. <laughs> well, first they go to um, Hugh's shitty house, the one he'd been. Yeah. Oh, I must not have made any notes on. This. Oh, yeah, no, she'd been. Yeah, you're right. Sorry she's like, I know that. where he lives, but yeah, and um, they go there again. We find some stroke books, you know. Yeah. The porno mags. The house is cool because it, it's. Uh, I was reading in the trivia that it's a type of design that was popular from like the 1890s to the 1930s. So it's like a really old ass house in Detroit that uh, the rooms, it's like, what's it? I forget what it's called. Um, Shotgun house? No, it's like a U shaped. Hmm. It's, it's, I forget. What, it's, it's the thing where all the rooms kind of lead into each other so you can like get back to where you started without backtracking. So like even some of the bedrooms have like, Closets that connect to the to each other, 
so the house is like a big <coughs> circle, um, which would be a good place to stay if you know you were infected, basically. Yeah, something was chasing you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's got kind of makeshift alarms, like pre- like you know, pop cans and stuff on strings yeah. by the windows. The windows are all covered up with like foil or like newspaper. Why would they be covered up? I don't know. I, I think you'd want a good line of vision, but maybe like part of it is you have to sleep during the daytime. Was kind of what I thought. You know. I mean, it came during the day. Yeah, I don't think it would make a difference when you went to well, sleep. Well, but if you were up all night, you'd have to sleep during the day. Oh, that's true. You know, he's also got to go out and try to lay some pipe, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, he has to constantly be trying to, like, stay charming. Like, you're you're frequently running from a monster, but trying to stay charming enough to, like, get laid. Yeah. Right, he's, like, guilt the Simpsons. Go ahead, drool all you want. You can't hurt that finish now. Rainwater, that'll strip it right off. So, oh, I shouldn't have said that. He's, like, desperate for yeah. like, the sale and trying to be, like, charming. You know, <laughs> like, at the same time. And then having to make excuses about why he has to, like, go running out on dates all the time, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we find the clue here, too. They find uh, him in his high school letterman jacket. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I know where that school is. Yeah. So they're able to... Like, now, did you, anybody catch who the girl is in the photo? Is it anybody we no, see at I, any point? it's like, I meant to check whether it was the girl from the beginning, but I did not. Because I didn't think of that till just now. I couldn't tell if it was the girl from the beginning. Because Dan had, like suggested that before and I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I watched this too passively today. Yeah. Now, like, I, you know, I was like, well, I've seen it enough times, but I, you know, yeah. you do forget all the details yeah. that's in this. Yeah, there are a lot of cool details of the movie, too. Oh, yeah, like, well, they go to his school and they announce over the intercom that the school's doing a musical production of The Mouse That Road, which is a great Peter Sellers film. Yeah. Check it out, folks. And then they, uh... <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Who are you even, like, talking to? Our listeners? <laughs> Check it out, folks. Why do Sometimes you... I'm gonna, like, wake up in the middle of the night and just be talking to this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so today I had a really good sandwich <laughs> Guys, if you haven't, kosher dills, treat by Clausen. <laughs> Only way to go. It's a nice time you're at the store. Go Clausen. I've been listening to part of it is I've been listening to a bit more hard stream lately and he's like such a pro I'm like god I gotta copy that style <laughs> yeah so does his sometimes you know it's radio magic <laughs> no actually we all look really good right now mm-hmm. <laughs> listeners yeah. they're both wearing their wedding dresses for some reason <laughs> so they um but each other so we switch <laughs> They track you down based on the Yeah, they, when they're at the high school, too, there's, like, this, uh, there's a girl, similarly to the old woman at the beginning, who's, like, walking kind of from a wall, so it doesn't really make any sense where she's coming from, mm-hmm. and she's in white, which is frequently what the monster, if we want to call it They're that, either is nude or in their underwear. Yeah. And, um, she's walking kind of at that measured pace towards her and when they get in the car she's still approaching um so it, it's like you, your eye eventually is trained when you're watching this movie to be like staring at all the extras to be like is it there is it there you know so yeah because when they go and they talk to Hugh and they're like 
Oh yeah, the girl, the soccer player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, do you see that girl right there? He's freaking out. Like, it looks so. It's such a like. There's not a ton of comic relief in this movie, you know. And so, they're all like, yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> a girl, a soccer player walking by. <laughs> and that's when uh, Greg, the hunk from across the street, drove them there. And so Greg's like, we could just hang out at like, the cabin by yeah, the lake. the lake house. Mm-hmm. He teaches her how to shoot. Kind of. Not very good. N- yeah, neither yeah. of them seem to really know what they're doing. As she's, like, shooting, he, like, he reminds her of, like, the time he banged her and probably blew her off afterwards. <laughs> don't remind her right now. <laughs> but he does make the comment. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, he says something about, like, He's, he's he making, should have been nicer to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's making yeah. a comment about how, like, it kind of sucks when you're here and everyone goes away or something. He says something about his place, and, like, she's like, yeah, I remember. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, sorry about oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I didn't get that. Yeah. I just thought he, like, used to pick on her or something, you know? No, he totally banged her, and then she he kind of blew her off afterward. So, because that's what he does. He loves them and leaves them. Yeah. He's, Man, he's, he's still on to her. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about him. <laughs> Craig is the kind of guy who likes to run around. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hoochie-coochie man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. I never thought about it, but run around Sue and the Wanderer are like completely different perspectives. Yeah. Makes you think. You get that on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hot takes, hot takes on 80-year-old songs. <laughs> Not that old. But. Not that old, yeah. So, um, yeah, so... 60-year-old song. <laughs> in any case, the freaking uh, monster shows up, and uh, she starts shooting at it, and uh, Greg's behind it, and he's like, holy fuck, what the fuck? Stop are shooting. <laughs> That's like, that, I like the way that... Uh, I think that kind of just shows that's how scared she is, though. It's yeah. like, if she's, oh, yeah. she, the, the terror is but so But also, like, if you on... can't see it, so just in your direction, it's, like, yeah. really terrifying. yeah. yeah. And uh, I do like, too, that it's, like, kind of like a lot of movies, like especially as this happens a lot in zombie movies, these guys aren't really aren't comfortable around guns. They don't know what they're doing. They do a lot of really unsafe things, and which I guess a lot of people do in this country, too. <laughs> yeah, and then she uh, she grabs Greg's power, and she starts driving, and she crashes into a cornfield. Okay, so... But before that... And before that, she shoots the thing. Can we talk about the, so, when the thing first showed up? Yeah. Okay, so um, in this scene, they're all hanging out by the lake, and they're chilling, and it's just kind of like everyone's just sort of spacing out the way you do at the beach. They kind of sort of, like, sort of experience reprieve for the first time in what seems like 48 oh, well, hours. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we see Yara in the background walking towards them, and they're just kind of just sitting there, and then... As the camera's kind of panning back and forth, looking at all of them, like, hanging out on the beach, all of a sudden, into frame floats Yara in the water. So now we realize it's the monster coming up behind her, and her hair, um, the thing that lifts her hair behind her head, mm-hmm. and, um... It's then, something about Mary. <laughs> it's a very interesting one. I just want to say... This movie got under my skin so bad the first time I saw it. I thought it was so fucking scary. And um, when I went to go to sleep that night, I had the fan running. 
and my hair got lifted by the fan as I was like <laughs> dozing off. I rocketed out of bed in terror. I like this movie just uh, something about it just really got to me. It it really creeped me out. Um, and that scene like uh, was really effectively done because like it's such a slow build, you know, and. When you see that it's, and you are kind of wondering, like, wait, is that just Yara? Because she approaches from far away, and it's like, oh, it's just Yara. And then when you see her in the water, you know, it's like, yeah, if you're paying enough attention, I guess. But definitely, she crashes the car, uh, Greg's car, and uh, yeah, she wakes oh, up in the hospital. Maybe it's worth noting too that at that point, um, this is when everybody but Greg is present. And they all yeah. realize that she's not just being it's crazy. Real. Like yeah, this is a they, well, total there's confirmation. Also things there too. They break a chair on the thing. Yeah, and it uh, hurts uh, Paul. It hurts Paul, and she shoots it. Yeah. So like this thing is capable of being hurt. You know, it's like a yeah. predator. Like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> you know. No, but like, um, yeah. I mean, like it's they, not just they've a ghost. all all the kids except for Greg have seen proof that this thing exists now. They saw like the the it break the door. They saw it hurt Paul. They saw it lift her hair. Like they even looked at her like, "What the fuck is happening?" When her hair got lifted up, you know. Yeah. Um. And then Greg returns to the scene, running back from his pee break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not understanding why they're freaking out, and clearly yeah. not believing yeah. that Jay really saw something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to point out um when it busts through that door. And it turns into a creepy kid. That's, like, my least favorite scare in the movie. It feels like something from another movie. Yeah, it seems a little... It looks like an early aughts, like, like hauntings horror movie. Like, a shitty one. the kind of movie where a kid would be saying nursery rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it just... It's It's like like the movie you get snuck into when you're, like, in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. And you're like, like, yeah. I've never seen Insidious... But it seems like it's like it feels like it's pulled right from like one of those sequels or something. And I've heard the first one's actually pretty good, so sorry to shit on Insidious, but um, you shit all over it. <laughs> it feels like one of those ripoffs, you know, like one of those sure. movie ripoffs. I don't know that that for me is like the weakest scare of the whole. Yeah, and then it wakes up in the hospital, and um, it's a little vitamin Greg. <laughs> vitamin G. He, yeah. Yeah. Um. They do it in the hospital bed. In the least sexy and, sex scene I've ever seen. <laughs> and right here too, I wrote down maybe the secret is to jack off. Maybe that's like what the movie is promoting. It's like you jack off. No, one it's time. definitely not. No, because then who would be following? Nobody. It would still be following you. It's sexually transmitted. You're not going to sexually well, transmit we don't it to, like, for sure. Spot. Maybe, like, <laughs> if she tried it, we would have fucking know. And, like, also, what's never really established this Please expand on that, too. What counts as sex? Is it just, you know, P to V? No, um, the David Robert Mitchell has said that it could be uh, people of the same sex. You could be wearing a condom, and it would still pass Oh, it. good. Okay. It's an equal opportunity, yeah. monster. Yeah. But what about a handy? Oh, okay. I see what... See um, where I'm going? I don't think so. No. I, I think uh, it A handy? But a beach yeah. would do it. Oh, I guess, but then then you have the question of, okay, well, 
lesbian sex though like how right. is it passed there like okay yeah that's yeah, what question. about a, with a strap on that would no, I'm okay well moving right along yeah. moving right along <laughs> we're not going to edit this out but I'll pretend I will for right now <laughs> um so so um after, oh I wanted to point out too yeah afterward you, you see him like hanging with some chicks at the hospital and it's like it takes a while for the thing to catch up with him so it's like did he like pretty quickly pass it on because he's kind of a Casanova well they show after and they uh, also show Paul being like oh, yeah just fucking steaming watching him <laughs> eat lunch and look pretty gross while talking to a table full of girls he was dirty looking <laughs> and the thing is is he trying to pass it on or is he really just that cavalier I think he's that cavalier I think he's kind of a piece of shit <laughs> like he's kind of a good dude but he also is like a piece of shit. You know? like, <laughs> I've met people like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, definitely. Um, Name them here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, then, then we see Jay in the pool again, and she's, like, gotten reclusive, because, like, Greg comes over, he's like, hey, does Jay want to hang out? And they're like, she's really not hanging out with people now. Yeah. You know? He clearly doesn't believe her. He's seen nothing yeah. at this yeah, point. Yeah, because they're like, oh, have you seen the thing, like, four days later? And he's like, no. Like... Yeah. Should I have? Well, because then I wonder again. Like, I think the thing kind of decides when it's gonna. I think it knew it, it's a psychological sort of. I I threat. think so, but I do wonder if he already fucked one of those girls at the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> who like didn't know to watch for it, so would be a pretty easy target for the thing. Well, and then Jay sees Greg walking on the street that night, and she's like, "Huh." That's weird. Yeah. As he's just walking down the street, and then he, she sees him yeah. break into his own house. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, that's a monster." Yeah. So she runs over there. That's how she says it too. She's like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, then it's uh, the monster turns into Greg's mom, but topless. Yeah, and like, well, I don't know. Is it really his mom, or yeah. he just throws open the door and thinks it's his mom? It's his mom. It's his mom. Or well, I mean, it's, it's not I really wasn't sure. It's I know it's the, the monster, yeah, but it's like, that image of but, but it's, it was it's something it's I wasn't like, um, sure of. It's like yeah. you said, like it does some of this stuff just to fuck with you. Because then when it's killing Greg, it, she's like on top of him. Again, like you see, like the, the classic scene you see in mainstream sex movies like them holding hands and like gripping tight you know like in yeah. term, the first Terminator yeah. and stuff <laughs> it seems, it's like a very like sexual thing with this monster killing Greg and she looks like his mom yeah it's like he cut just his, secretly like Greg's greatest fantasy <laughs> he's kind of a pervert so. mom all these girls couldn't tell to cut his eyes out left. like Oedipus <laughs> yep yeah and it's also, you see um, the lights flickering, which kind of sets up their plan to kill, yeah. you know, oh, the yeah. monster. Yeah, with the electricity, yeah. Jay goes out, and she swims out to a doubt, uh, again, at the beach, and uh, she sees a boat with a bunch of dudes, and she kind of swims out there, and it's kind of implied that she just, you know... Does it? Does it with them. <laughs> and then I think it's interesting that after that, the pool is destroyed when she comes home. Yeah. Which was kind yeah. of... Yeah. Because she's kind of crossed a line, like... That could be... You know, because yeah. she really killed those guys, like, yeah. essentially. You yeah. Know? And, you know, it's hard to say what anyone would do in that situation, but, yeah. like, it's like, she she killed him, and I think it kind of reflects on her 
you know, her innocence is certainly gone now. Because, yeah. like, she was certainly the victim before, but now, like... She's and she she still is, but she she also she killed those dudes. Yeah. You know, like well, one you could be one. like the at least one of them. Yeah, I don't think you could sex pass it on Dexter more than one person at once. Oh, that's true. Because so probably just one of them. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say otherwise you could. It's not like AIDS, but yeah, <laughs> right. you could be like the sex Dexter of like yeah. oh bad person. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so have sex with a bunch of assholes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then eventually your bar would get lower and lower, and be like, mm-hmm. I don't like his lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> I like to then, then she has uh, some tough conversation with Paul or Paul's like no I liked you too you know and she's like yeah it, my response was no shit Paul like, <laughs> and then he's and then he also like he's like I want to help like maybe you should do it and she's like you want to help really she's like do you like she literally says that but yeah. it's like maybe you know we should just you know it'd be for more for you than me but like <laughs> we should have sex and it's like okay right that seems like one of those like decisions made when you're 19 years old that maybe you regret 15 years later and you're still <laughs> alive, you know? Man, I really should have had sex with that girl because there's this monster that follows me for the rest of my life now. <laughs> um, can't hold a job, can't get married, have kids. But yeah. what if like he comes to like become friends with the monster? Then it would like turn out to be good. <laughs> it could be like a 80s sitcom. <laughs> well, there's a sexually transmitted monster that follows me throughout my life, and I have a wacky neighbor. So. <laughs> you can only see the top half of his face. He's from a lot of Eastern philosophy. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they come up with the plan. Yeah, he sees the picture of her like swimming in the pool, and then they're like, "I've got an idea." It also comes up in the car that uh, like uh, her sister says she had her first beer at the pool. Yeah, yeah. Again, like that juxtaposition of like the trying to act adult when you're a child, you know, and also kind of like the pool being like kind of like. Where you lose your innocence, kind of, yeah. or like representing it in some way. This tied to it in some way. It seems like, yeah. Well, yeah. I think they too kind of draw in Detroit and like show yes. how serious things are. Like you, we've reached the climax of the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and it's a driving away. You see a naked dude on the roof, which yeah. I'm assuming is the monster. <laughs> just some neighbor <laughs> This is director's commentary The movie's actually three hours long It's yeah. all about how they have a naked dude on the roof as well <laughs> Everybody's like What's with that naked dude on the roof She's like oh god I thought it was the monster <laughs> well, and then, Now we have a whole other set of problems You're missing some shingles It's okay <laughs> I'll just take my hammer at- oh. I forgot, I forgot it <laughs> And then, uh, and then they start talking about the eight mile and how they weren't allowed to go south of it. I liked all this stuff too, like with the abandoned house and like, I mean, this movie was made in 2014, like you mentioned earlier. And like, um, I mean, I read some articles about Detroit after the crash and it was pretty fucked up, you know, what happened at, you know, neighborhoods there and like all these abandoned homes and just like. You could buy a house for a hundred dollars. You, you know, could like, eat less than that. They yeah. started the bidding on Eminem's house for a dollar. Like someone could have bought that and turned it into a museum or something. Like I'm not saying it would be like, like a big drop. Hey, Millhouse, you want a job in my factory? But exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. okay, so that's a property yeah. with some intrinsic value, yeah. and. Nobody wanted it. Yeah. Not even that. I did read about at the time, like, there were people 
who were starting to like buy places and like fix them up and I saw pictures of Detroit where it looked like it was from a disaster movie, like a post-apocalyptic. Although, like, we went there a little bit before this movie came out, and, like, I was surprised by, like, because I'd heard so many horror stories, like, it just seemed kind of like parts were like Joliet. Like, yeah, no, it's not like it's going to be widespread, but, like, there were a lot of things that fell into complete disrepair. There were were empty, like, office buildings that were, like, skyscrapers and stuff, or, like, mostly, but, like... I was surprised when we went there. Like it was, it was like, around this time, kind of yeah. a little before it. But it was like, it wasn't that bad. Like yeah. compared to like the stories that come out about it, it's really yeah, not as bad. But this is a, one of two recent movies to come out where Detroit and its just total lack of population is yeah. the, like a right. character in the story. Well, and then yeah. it's actually kind of ties into what the they're talking about here on their way to go to the pool. Is they're talking about like the segregation, like the, sort of the de facto segregation because it's not illegal or anything. But like it's like oh well, we weren't allowed to go into the city limits yeah. as kids, and they're like that's really fucked up because we're we live in Detroit, quote unquote. Or, like that's what we tell people, but like really we don't go there. We're not allowed to because yeah. there's like you know um, it's a very segregated city. Yeah, and so their plan is to. That Jay's gonna wait in the pool, and then they're gonna kick a bunch of like TVs and stuff that they got plugged that they, in. They have like a bunch of like Lamps. old appliances from like a spooky abandoned house, <laughs> like presumably because <laughs> it's all stuff that looks like it's roughly twenty to thirty years old at least. Well, you're not gonna throw like your fucking Xbox yeah, in the just, pool. Right? <laughs> they, I don't know where they rummaged all this stuff. Uh, well, it could have been Jay's house. It's not yeah, that all, yeah, it could have easily come from her house. That's true. Yeah, and the um, and like I remember the first time watching this, I'm like, okay, but you really only you're gonna throw one thing in there, and it's gonna trip the circuit breaker, and there's a lot of water in there. I was thinking about it from like a very technical perspective, and fortunately for them, their plan doesn't work. Yeah, because the thing shows up, and it, it's like a really good scene. Like I don't want to hard to do like a play by play, but they're like, she's like, oh my god, it's here, and they're they're not showing it like they usually do in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And her friends they, are, cut, they cut away when um, it fulfills the the scene to what everybody sees. They go back and forth. So, so yeah. aside from like like the uh, surprise what? moments throughout the movie, this part becomes to me the scariest part mm-hmm. because you get like the terror that she yeah, must be going also, through. They have to wait for this anything. thing because it walks. You know, like Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers. It's kind of a slow plotting, methodical thing. They have to wait a while for this thing to show up. And it is like, yeah, we have that fear of the unknown moment where she's pointing and we don't see anything. And her friends, and, but it's also built up like kind of like a little bit of a wall where everyone's kind of waiting. But then, yeah, she's like, they're like, where is it? And she's pointing. And then the thing just starts kicking the appliances into the pool and it immediately like trips a breaker. So yeah. it, they're like, oh, it didn't work. They're like, good thing because it immediately like, threw a TV at her. Yeah. You know? It's so violent. To see her in this pool and having to, like, continually duck down to avoid being, like, slammed by these appliances and, like, electronics. And it's this, it's her dad. It's taken the form of her dad. And it's, he's really scary looking, I feel like. And he has, his affect is super aggressive and callous. 
and just he's super yeah. creepy. Well, he's super focused too because then, like, Paul gets the idea. He he takes the gun, and when he starts shooting it, the thing just kind of holds its arm up, like. I'm gonna block your shot with like my hand because he kind of knows that Paul can't see it too. Yeah. And Paul shoots at it and then like um, he shoots Yara <laughs> in the leg because he's shooting pretty blindly. And then uh, Jay's sister gets the idea to throw the sheet over the thing's head. And so once she does that, you can see it or they can all yeah. see it. Which and is a cool effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. Cool. And then Paul just comes up and domes the thing, you know? Yeah. Fucking air holes its head. Yeah. And it's in the pool going header. And Paul just starts shooting into the pool, like, pretty indiscriminately. Yeah. And, <sighs> and he shoots it again. It's an intense moment. It's a yes. pretty intense moment. Yeah. And uh, he shoots it again. It starts to, like, Jay gets out of the pool, because it had her ankle and stuff, it was holding her into the water. Yeah, that scene where she's trying to swim away, and it has it, and you see the bullets just narrowly missing them. It's yeah. Like a nail biter. Yeah, it really is. And then she looks in the pool and like I, it's full. I remember being really afraid the first time I saw it when she was like climbing back to look in the pool. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's like in a quite like generally in a horror movie where you have the last jump out. Yeah, of the water. yeah. It was just full uh, of CG blood. Then she bangs Paul. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do like that. Like um, for Paul, like it was like more of like um, it was less utilitarian, like. You know, like, I think, like, you know, she's kind of like, oh, I'll break Paul off a piece, you know? <laughs> he really conducted himself well back there instead of just, I'm a like, Kit Kat bar. I mean, do you no. think it's because he, like, was acting like a man? Yeah, I, I think, like, she's, well, because, like, is evidenced by the fact that, like, near the, at the end of the movie, they're, like, holding hands, yeah. they're, like, together. Like, I think she sees him in a different way. Rather than him, like, begging, or like, oh, can I stay at your house? Or like, yeah. oh, maybe you should do it with yeah, me. Yeah, that's probably true. I think she's seen, like... He has some autonomy in the end, and that, that's yeah, attractive he, like, to her. That's attractive. Like, yeah. you don't want some fucking lame pussy who's been hanging around for, like, ten years. Yeah. Who's, like, just, like, oh, maybe you should have sex with me, like, to, like... Me the monster. Although she still seems kind of resigned about the whole thing. Like I don't know that she has a lot of enthusiasm for like sexual activity anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also another, I guess. another thing is sometimes the first time when you have sex it's a little awkward. Like leave it at that, but like, you know, it's what? Do you disagree? But I think Paul isn't a virgin. I'm not saying either of them are, but the first thing you have sex with someone, oh, even. Okay. Yeah, especially someone you've known for yeah. that long. Yeah, it's maybe a little weird, and then, you know. Um, I was going to say about that, too. Oh, well, I guess after that, we see that he's... He drives by some hookers, yeah. and he's like, oh, maybe... He's Seems like, like maybe that's how they're kind of maintaining their their lives, is by constantly passing it on to hookers. Like, what do you mean? Like that he's frequently like okay. So the two of them live their life together. You think that was trying really? like setting up like a sort of repetitive, like yeah, that's become part that of that his routine. Was, see, that was my like your takeaway. My takeaway was that he occasionally drives into the city, finds a couple hookers, has sex with one, and then she maybe passes it on to someone else because she's a hooker. 
And and then oh, interesting. I, I, yeah, I disagree. I think he thought about. He's like, well, maybe I have it now, and maybe I should give it to him because he keeps driving. Oh, see, to me, does he keep driving? They yeah. don't show him he stop with the fuckers. Over. You, you know, he's. I think I they think leave it open ended. It. I think they leave it open ended. I think in my in my mind, it is suggesting that he maybe occasionally passes it on to hookers who pass it, pass it on to Johns, which will, like, buy them time. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that at all. No? No. See, I I thought that it was, like, definitely he's he, he's, he grabbed a hooker and tried to, not, yeah. you know what I mean, not gra- yeah. like, he's not strong-arming. <laughs> Life's <laughs> hard for a pimp, him, but... He's a little guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get that at all. So why do you think he... Because he was probably was... a little scared. So you think he considered it and didn't do it? That's what I think. I, I, I think if he considered, if he did it, they would have shown him stop it. I don't know why he wouldn't. No, I think that that was just kind of to give you an idea of like, well, this is kind of how they have to live their life now. No, I don't think so at all. Because they shot the thing. Because they're supposed to be. But it's still following them. No, that's the, okay. Is it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a th- I no, think they did no, a wonderful job of leaving it open ended. Like, is this happening still? What's going so on? So in the end, of the, in the movie throughout, we see people wearing red when it's going to approach. Right? That's like a thing that repeats itself. Is you see people wearing like a red shirt or whatever, like red appears, and, and in the end of the movie, there's a guy raking his lawn wearing like a red shirt when they're walking together down the street. And as they're walking and they're walking, eventually you see a person behind them wearing white. Yeah, and it's it's supposed to be one of those, oh, is this the thing or not? Right. Right. So we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure, but if... My assumption is is, it's something that you always have to live with. It's always going to catch up with you. Yeah, my first impression was that. It's like, yeah, but if he was banging hookers to forestall, like, and, like, they were getting murdered, like... I, I don't see that at all. I think it, I don't. I'm not saying that that's definitely what happened. I'm just saying that there's like no. it's possible that that's how they're living their lives. I, yeah, yes, that each time I, it comes it, back, he goes and the, the, tries another hooker, see if it yeah. can get passed along further yeah. than it can catch up to them. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting theory. Yeah, it's an interesting theory. I, I, I just don't agree with it. <laughs> it's an interesting wrong theory. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know. Just the, I think at the very least you're supposed to like. Think about that. Is oh yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think he's considering, you know, cheating on his lady with, you know, it's some not, dirty streetwalker. Uh, okay, first of all, what? Don't. I don't want to denigrate sex. Yeah, d- right. yeah. A dirty streetwalker. Yeah, like let's not. Oh, let's uh, not. We. Yeah, I gotta be honest, everyone. When Elise saw them, she's like, "What? What two strong women <laughs> earning an honest living the only way they can?" She didn't say anything catty about that. <laughs> um, I have the utmost respect for a woman who wears a hot pink see-through <laughs> shirt with a denim skirt. Hey, man, I'm not gonna say that. You you don't have to think that like. Sex work is glamorous, but you no, know. it's not. Neither is working in a factory. You know. but, but it's pl- empowering to women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. But like, no, dude. Like, I think there, but I think there's a. But there is a little bit of like not the heavy themes of the movie, but there are themes about like 
segregation and poverty. And I think, like, you know, that the way that uh, the impoverished live kind of on the outside of society and, and there's something there for, like, those people would be seen as more disposable and there's, you know, and there's easy access to yeah. them to send, you know, to take the monster off of you, so... Because what's a dead hooker? Like, she's probably going to die yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, you right. know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... But they're walking down the street holding hands. They do not seem concerned that a monster might be following. Well, and part of that for me, too, is about how... It, well, maybe Paul had the confidence that he had passed it on, and it was just... he They could see it, but it wasn't necessarily after them. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and like... I don't know, to me... A lot of the end is about just how you kind of, as you grow up, you carry things with you, you know, and eventually you have to just kind of learn to like saddle those items and live your life and compartmentalize. No, I agree with that. You know, so that's as far as like what happened, if they killed it or not, I don't think they did. I think they learned to live with it. Yeah, that's that, kind that was of my the imp- takeaway. Whatever yeah. happened with the hookers, I don't know, but yeah. All three times I watched it, that's how I didn't see it differently. Which usually, most of the movie I saw a little bit more clearly. I felt each time I watched it, mm-hmm. but the end kind of always felt resolved in the same manner. Yes, yeah. that it hadn't gone away, but they had. Yeah, yeah. They learned to deal with it. Yeah. I think we need to watch this movie again right now, right now. so we can fucking settle this. Shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's just—I think it's just open to interpretation. It, no, I think it's an open yeah. interpretation. Like I said, mine. Like I don't think he was banging him, but like I, the hookers. But I think like it is definitely. It's like it's that thing following him. And it's funny because I've heard some people who are into horror movies who didn't like sort of the ambiguity of the ending, but have less of a problem with like sort of the generic jump out scare at the end of most movies, right? It's like one of the the big like the big flaw of like the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie is that they definitively kill Freddy Krueger and he shows up at the end of the movie again yeah. anyway. It's just in so stupid sequence. in the dream sequence. Yeah. I, any other thoughts about this movie before we get into the segments? No, I mean um, it had came out a few years ago. Barack Obama was president. <laughs> That's kind of the time period. I just wanted to talk about because I didn't really get to as we were talking about the movie um, the atmosphere in this movie. We. You know, discuss that like obviously John Carpenter is a huge influence. Definitely. Um, and the the shots like in outside, you know, outdoor shots and stuff, they're all like really beautifully set up. But like, uh, I also really loved the indoor pool at night during a thunderstorm. Like, talk yeah. about an amazing atmosphere. Yeah, like, that was really a cool scene. So, um... Yeah, and then it's also sort of that um, unstoppable killer chasing you thing. Like, uh, it's got some of its roots in the movie Westworld. Yeah. Which I was a big influence on John Carpenter. Then, of course, Michael Myers, yeah. Jason Voorhees. Just sort of, like, part of the thing is, like, they, they just... No and, real motive, just... Yeah. Right. Just unstoppable, slowly following you. You can't yeah. outrun them. Well, and it, it's the kind of thing where it's, like, they're moving at an okay pace but it's really they don't get tired or anything and yeah. it's like you have to sleep they don't that kind of thing yeah um and is this part of that new wave of horror too that you know a lot, a lot of people are talking about kind of the horror renaissance right now 
like movies. We were talking about right before we started recording, um, like the Babadook or Get Out. Well, and, and I, I mean, I think I liked it more than you did, but like the the main girl Jay from this, she was in the guest. Oh yeah, that movie was really time. good too. I really liked yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard that was good, but I haven't seen it. It's good. That. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, with uh, cousin Matthew from Downton Abbey. Yes. Is a creep. Yeah, that's um, good. I like that. Yeah, movie. it was. Go watch that again. Yeah. Um, any other? Closing thoughts before we get into the segments? Um, like, the, you know, keeping it Midwest, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, it definitely, like, it's an interesting place to, to set in, like, doing it now with just, like, sort of the beautiful people that we usually have and, like, these things, you know? Janine. <laughs> Janine. Uh, ditto. <laughs> Um, any other go ugly people <laughs> should we get into the segments or? sure alright um, segments hottest titties hmm I know I, I said Greg's mom I said Greg's mom <laughs> in my head before I said it last just now I thought I had some hot titties but okay the girl running away in the beginning had very hot titties they were huge and she was running and then <laughs> I kept thinking You're about cool. how she could run in those heels. Yeah. And she really that stopped. outfit, by the way, I know we're going to get into it in a second, is there's so many interesting choices happening there. And uh, for the record, two people, Elise's idea for the first segment we came up with was Elise's idea was hottest titties. This was not my idea. <laughs> All the and segments then, were my idea. Except for um, how does this movie compare to Friday the 13th Part 4? And then... Um, uh, Jay's sister has very hot titties as well. They're very big. <laughs> I just like the demon boobs coming to kill Greg. <laughs> uh, best hair. I don't really have a great answer for this. I wrote down Greg. Um, I always, frequent listeners will notice, I always really like when someone's like a pretty good like representation of, in my opinion, of like a teenage dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Or like, a, in this case, early 20-something dirtbag. And Greg's... Definitely fits that, like, sort of, like, greasy long hair, but it, like, kind of works, and, like, good, good for him. <laughs> very, very perfectly captured that. I just put down, I think Jay has nice hair. It's yeah. Awesome sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there wasn't I didn't have any strong hair. feelings about anybody's hair. Yeah, I didn't either. Best outfit. Now, what, I've got a few answers for this. Uh, maybe my favorite is um, Paul has a shirt early on that's, like, guard. Like, he went to a Guar concert. Like it looks like Blood Splatters, kind of, but it's, mm-hmm. like, kind of a pinkish. Like, like, I don't recall. Oh, dude. And that's the tradition. If you go to a Guar show, you, like, you don't wash the shirt and see if you've got this, like, Kool-Aid-dyed oh. Guar shirt, you know? And then, um, I also like Jay's pink underwear. For <laughs> obvious reason. And I loved Greg's dragon shirts and jean jackets. <laughs> like, just very much... And he smokes cigarettes and drinks beer. Like, it's like, hell yeah, dude. Do you have a favorite outfit or wardrobe stuff you want to comment on? I like that roofing contractor's outfit. Great. Sweet, sweet outfit. Sometimes we do that in the construction site. We'll just like, hey, let's do a naked day. We'll take our clothes off. Just wear my boots and my hard hat, you know? And in more sincerity, when Greg tries to check up on Jay... And he's wearing that denim wool line jacket. He's yeah. got on some sweet, comfy looking sweatpants. Yes! And men Uggs. Yes. yes. Like, okay, I'm done with that. And then Jay is wearing a jacket when she's talking to her sister about the date. 
yeah. with, the, with you. Oh, I like that. And I love that jacket. I like the jacket. That was a cute jacket. One of the things they did in this movie to make like the time of year more ambiguous was like people would be swimming outside, but they'd be wearing coats or jackets or like not coats throughout. See, like, I kind of took that as like the Midwestern thing where sometimes like you go to a beach or something and it actually is shitty, but someone's like, no, I'm going swimming. <laughs> I guess it was intentional. Um, I liked, again, kind of going back to the whole like community college, like towny life, like seeing sweatpants and pajamas kind of um, paired with jackets, which comes up a few times. I was like, oh yeah, that looks familiar to me. <laughs> that time in my life, you know. Um, I also wrote down What's the guy's real name? Jeff? Uh, Hugh? Yeah. His mom's 80s sweater that she had on that she answered the door and that no one would wear outside of 1985. <laughs> um, and uh, I liked the use of, like, one-piece bathing suits because it made, that did help kind of... Like, bathing suits really date movies. Yeah. You know, so that was, like, probably a good choice. They were, yeah, very decidedly untrendy. Yeah. Not... Unappealing, yeah. but just not trendy. No, yeah, they could be kind of from any time, you know. Um, I would prefer a little more skin. <laughs> the um, at one point you see Jay was wearing a puka shell choker necklace, which I don't know what time period <laughs> that would have fallen under. I like that you were like, I don't have like much to say about the outfits. And this was, was like, way less than I. I don't. There were there was I don't know. Yeah. There were a lot. There was a lot to talk about. I didn't write. But a especially, like, I thought it was interesting too, like for a contemporary film, like because usually it's like this segment. Usually, when we've done a movie that's been in, within the last five years or so, there's like a lot less to say. You yeah. know, um, I really liked the PP soaked gym socks. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my favorite outfit. I'm gonna surprise you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what's next? Uh, no, I, I got it. Oh, uh, best uh, death. There aren't a ton in this movie. No. The girl in the beginning with her leg bent the wrong way is pretty good. I think it kind of establishes a, a sort of brutality. Yeah, it sets the stakes. You know? Yeah, can't beat Greg getting humped to death yeah. by mom. <laughs> It's yeah, just, it doesn't get better. That, that is also. I'm changing my answer. That's. I can <laughs> barely look at that part. I know. I really don't like it. It's real. Because here's the thing: is like even I thought he was possibly flinging the door open, thinking it was his mother being surprised by the monster yeah. being a, a, taking a random shape. Yeah. And it's still uncomfortable under that perception. <laughs> when you like realize. Okay. Because it it's always like Greg, it could be. If Greg's mom wasn't kind of milky, wouldn't it be even worse? It, <laughs> if it was like the mom from that 70s show, would it be worse? Like, <laughs> for me, it would be. Um, either way, it's his mom, so right. like, I don't think if your mom is like hotter or not. Oh, this is so different. much better. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was like gross. Um, like, uh, what is so creepy about that to me too is that like now it's established like oh it's a horrible death like it's not just like okay if it gets in contact with you you're just gonna die it's like no it does some like creepy yeah because it used it was fucked like fucked up shit to you yeah like, yeah like yeah it bends your leg the wrong way i can't feel good yeah but like when you see it happen to yeah Greg, like it looks pretty unpleasant no <laughs> He's going, no, no yeah. fun yeah thumbs down yeah um Scariest scene. Okay. 
I put the ending, like, I think it's pretty good. Like, part of it, too, is Paul's got the gun, and it's like, jeez, dude, you're just shooting pretty randomly. Like, <laughs> I have that kind of both times, in addition to the fact that there's a monster there trying to, you know. It's and she's things. underwater, could drown. Right. Yeah. It's like three things on top of yeah. each other. Yeah. God, this movie really scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. I found it so, um, I, I was really tense the first time I saw it, but, like, uh, I think the parts that probably creep me out the most, maybe the scariest part, I guess, like, a runner-up would be her seeing Greg across the street, because it's like, oh, God, it's back, you know, and, like, the way it chases her when she gets in the car and, like, uh, pulls away, you know, like, but, like, I think the scariest part for me is when she, um, Paul is over and that first night, and they hear the window break, and then there's that slow motion walk to the kitchen, and then the slow, like, the, like, really slow turn um, for her to look and see the pea girl. <laughs> because there's so much dread, like, waiting for that reveal, you know? So that part, I think, is the scariest part for me. See, I mean, maybe not the scariest part, but a part that was definitely worth noting to me is the part where she... Drives away from Greg's house, yeah. and she spends the night on top of the yeah. hood of the car. Yeah, something about that to me super, it left me so un—not just scary, but very uneasy. Yeah, like she's alone in like the woods. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, for a lot it of was, reasons, yeah. but yeah, it was really very like easy. yeah, really easy. left me uncomfortable. Yeah, even after it happened, it's like oh, she's fine, and it's like. Yeah, it feels so... Like, can you imagine sleeping out in the elements in the woods by yourself when there's a monster coming after you? Like, it's so I mean, obviously, up. she was I so exhausted. It's like but... a Boy Scout, like, with other people, and it sucks. <laughs> like, in, a, in a tent, or they made you no, sleep I, outside? No, I've, I've, I've done, like, sleeping outside, too. It's, like, a thing for, like, a different merit badge or whatever, and it's, like, you get covered in bugs and shit. It's terrible. Like, yeah. Sounds terrible. Would you survive? Oh, um, I, no. <laughs> I don't think I'd have the will to, like, live Whoa, my life that hold way. hold on. But wait a minute. We're married, so you would definitely survive. You'd meet some handsome guy, and he's like, and he'd be like, no, I'm married. Thank you. Oh. And then we'd be okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I wanted to comment on, too, is interesting, <laughs> is <Yeah>. <laughs> when, like, for people like her sister and Yara, like, if it's being passed around to, like, hookers and stuff, don't they always have to wonder, like, oh, if I meet someone at a bar or something? Yeah. Like, like wouldn't you, wouldn't it turn you off from, like, a one-night stand ever, like, you know, hooking up with someone you don't know that well, you know, like, just in case it could be another, like, Hugh situation where he's trying to pass it on to you or whatever, like, I thought about that a lot, too, like, okay, like, these two have to live with it, but it's, like, well, if they if they ever pass it on, then everyone they know who know about it like have to like be afraid of that too. You know, like I thought that was kind of interesting. But no, I think it, okay. Let's say in the movie, I'm not married to you, Dan. Okay. Um, I don't think I, I'd have the will to live my life constant in constant fear of this. It's thing. It's also, I mean, I don't know. Or constantly trying to have sex with like whoever just to like so, get rid of like, it. Constantly like like I'm just. Like, make a choice here. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. You kill him? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's things they don't try, like we said earlier. Like, it's also, like, they haven't tried going to church. Maybe they haven't. <laughs> you know, who knows? I would try that. I'd like, if they it. couldn't come into the church? Yeah, maybe. I'd spray holy water at that fucker. Be like, die. I don't think bitch. holy water would stop it. You don't know. I don't know. Let's yeah, we, we, it's not established. Yeah. So we could, you know, I, I would try different things. And then, yeah, I would just probably, like, like, I guess I wouldn't survive. Maybe you could, like, live your whole life on a motorized wheelchair and just figure out how fast the thing walks. And just make sure you're always going a little faster than that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the battery backups. I just, yeah, maybe I'd fly around a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Dan zooming around in one of those like, grocery store carts filled with batteries and the flag. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm, this thing's chasing me. They're like, you're not going that fast. I'm like, well, I figured out that the thing moves at uh, four miles an hour, so I, all I have to do is go at four point two. <laughs> or really, I just keep it at four, and as long as it's ten feet back, I'm good. <laughs> If I have to go up four miles an hour, would be a lot faster than it would be going. Though, yeah, so. right. Like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be smoking the thing. Yeah, probably going like maybe two and a half miles an hour. Like it's not. Well, if you do four on like a treadmill, it's like a good, pretty. It's a quick walk. Yeah, it's that thing is not walking fast though. No, you know. So yeah, I'd be doing great. Yeah. And then I get on a plane, fly away. Well, I guess that's another thing I read in the trivia that the director said that it could follow you onto a plane. Yeah, well, I would. I would. I would juke and <laughs> shuck, you know, I think of it a little shake and bake and I get out of a different place. So you would survive is what you're saying. I don't know. Maybe. You've got a lot of good tactics. I got a lot of good ideas they didn't explore in the movie. Yeah. Like so maybe but maybe not. And like if I was like sure like this thing's gonna kill me, rather than having it like first of all passing it on and like murdering some other person, I wouldn't do that. And then also like in terms of getting like brutally killed, yeah, I would do that park in the garage thing. Like, I get a nice bottle of scotch, I get some fucking oxycontin, and I just eat well, the like, whole thing. But then here's the thing: is like you, you really have one of two options: is either have sex with someone new and pass it on to them and kill them, or give up in some way and allow it to kill the person right. who gave it to you. Know, yeah. There's yeah, no, but, but fuck them. <laughs> like. You know. Well, like, I just kept thinking about, like, God, like, okay, so you would, like, be running from it and be like, okay, well, it's going to get back here eventually. And then you have to, like, go to bed and get woken up by it breaking into your house. And then you got to, like, get up in the middle of the night and run away I again. I hate getting up. It's, <laughs> that would fucking suck. Uh, would you survive, Janine? No. No. I don't have patience for this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, you can just never enjoy a nice, like, Sunday meal. No, you can <laughs> As somebody who gets so worried about what time I'm supposed to be doing something three weeks from now. Yeah. I don't think I can yeah, handle this sort be, of you spontaneity. Be, it wouldn't be a lot of planning in your life. <laughs> but what if you do, like, like Schwarzenegger and Total Recall, where, like... Remember he gives, like, his tracking device to, like, a rat? Perhaps you, like, jack off on something, and then you, like, mail it to the world. You, like, mail it to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> what do women do if that's how yeah. it does work? It well, I don't 
no. that way, obviously. <laughs> but you don't know that. You're not the director. It's a, your jizz isn't a tracking device. <laughs> but what if it is? I mean, I'm trying to explain that to people. <laughs> what are you doing? Why uh, do you, how much uh, postage do I need for this to go international? And then, like, you didn't put enough postage. I was like, back to the house, and you're like, oh, no. And you talk to walking towards you. Hey, hey Dan, why does you mail this box of Kleenex to Australia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's back. Did you see that guy over there? Really, clearly that doesn't work because we saw Hugh tried that technique. Yeah. yeah. All over his Playfun magazine. <laughs> so gross. Uh, uh, is this movie better than Friday the 13th Part 4? It, I, absolutely, yes, yes. it is. Yeah. Haven't seen Friday the 13th Part 4. It's um, great. It's not as good as this, but it's pretty <laughs> yeah. good, I think. It's very silly. It's a very... Very like Jason movie, like what you think of. It's age. it's the most Jason movie of the yeah. Jason movies, yeah. and Chris McClover's it. Dead fuck. Hmm. Um. How many machetes do you give this film? I'm having okay. I have to think about what I'm rating it on. Goes come back to me. Um. Out of how many machetes again? Five. Out of five, five or you know. I'd say four point two five. I really like this one. I really like this. I give it a solid four. Oh, I think you guys came in low. I'm having trouble deciding. I I'll give it. This is very rewatchable for me. Yeah, yeah. and it, it scared you, which is like most movies don't do. It really got to me. I'm gonna give it four and a half. Almost went there. Yeah. I almost yeah. went there. All right, keep it spooky, folks. Keep it spooky. <laughs>
citizen eye The tall dark buildings cast their ghostly shadows as burning eyes Around the corners, there's nothing there Nothing there, nothing there, 